You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I'd like to ask the question, what's behind your time and money beliefs? Have you ever wondered what's behind your time and money beliefs? Are you in a business and feeling a bit blocked around being too busy or not being able to ask for money? Well, when you become aware of a limiting belief like that, maybe your temptation is to rush into a positive affirmation and to talk about how you want to feel. But I wonder if you've ever been curious about the origin of your beliefs. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love affirmations. But I also think that a brief exploration of the things going on behind the beliefs can give you a lot of clarity as to how to resolve things. I'm not talking about going back into the deep, dark past and excavating all of the terrible things that happened to you. I'm talking about getting some clarity, some really simple clarity, so that you can figure out the actions that you need to take to move forward the actions beyond affirmations, the work that you can truly do to get rid of your beliefs. This is my approach to problem solving everything. When something's wrong, I like to go upstream to the source of the problem because this helps me to understand what's going on and to truly and effectively solve it for good. And this episode has come after a recent conversation I had with a fellow coach about time and money. After we'd chatted at length, I really got to thinking more deeply about what sits behind those sorts of beliefs specifically. It was such a rich and eye-opening conversation for me that I wanted to explore the topic with you today and to ask you to get you thinking about some questions about where your beliefs come from so that you can direct your own reflections and create some self-talk that will generate healthier beliefs. After all, if you have blocks around time or blocks around money or both, it's going to impact your success in business. So start by thinking about your beliefs that you have right now that you're aware of about money or time. Maybe write down the three things, the main ones that come to your mind right now. Don't think deeply, just trust that the right answers will come out and scribble them down And now let's look at where these beliefs might come from. I'm going to share them in three categories that I've assigned. And I've basically accumulated a bunch of things that coaches tell me they struggle with, that they say to themselves, and I've lumped them into three types of categories so that we can see what's underneath. I'd like you to look, listen to these and see if you can hear yourself in them. And then we'll talk about some really simple ways to overcome them. Now, the first category is what I've called money beliefs that are based in self-efficacy and self-esteem. And this category is about beliefs that don't necessarily directly discuss money per se or time, but they go something like this. Who am I to be a coach? I'm not the best role model or people won't pay that. I don't know enough for people to buy from me. I'm not experienced enough for people to pay that. I'm not looking after my own well-being, so how could I help others? On the surface, these sorts of thoughts seem to be about a lack of belief in the value of what you do. But I bet if you look deeper, you'll notice that the feeling associated with them is that feeling that you lack skills and experience more than anything else. 
And I think these types of money beliefs tend to come from a lack of self-efficacy, our belief in our ability to do certain things, or perhaps self-esteem, which is how we evaluate our qualities and attributes. In either case, I notice that people who feel too inexperienced find that it's too hard to ask for money. They feel like they can't charge anything yet or very much because they're not a very good coach yet. So that's how I've classified that first group. So that being said, let's have a look at the second category of beliefs that I've assigned. And I've called these ones beliefs based in self-worth. These ones are more directly about money and they are based in self-worth more clearly. Maybe not at first, but bear with me. People say things to me like, I hate sales. I hate selling anything. I hate marketing. What if people say no? I don't want to be pushy. I don't feel comfortable asking for money. Are these the kinds of beliefs that you have? Are these the kinds of things that you say to yourself? To me, these beliefs seem to be more about whether people like you or not. They could include some of the self-esteem or self-efficacy type things mentioned earlier, but notice the language here. It's more about you and how you might be perceived or judged. What if they say, no, I don't want to be pushy. It's all about this sense of self. And that's why I think these sorts of beliefs are much more based in your sense of self-worth, what you as a person have to offer more than your skills or experience as a coach. The fear of being disliked is a real challenge for a lot of people. I struggled with this for many years, so I know it well. And what accompanies these types of beliefs tends to be a lack of boundaries. Maybe you find it hard to speak up for yourself. You might want to please clients no matter what. You would schedule your sessions on any day at any time. You're available all the time for people. And you give sessions for free or heavily discounted so that you can say that you have clients or feel like you're helping people. You're giving yourself away. You're making yourself available at your own cost. That's that second category. Now let's have a look at the third category of beliefs that I've assigned. And these are a bit more about time than money. And I've called these ones time beliefs based around boundaries. There are some beliefs that are a bit more around boundaries, which is still related to self-worth, but they're about time more than money. And they're things like, I'll have to work hard to earn that much. I'll have to give up my weekends. I'll get stressed. It'll make me too anxious. It's too much work. If those beliefs are around boundaries, I'm sure you'd agree with me that it's about what you have to do or feel compelled to do. It's ultimately about self-worth as discussed previously. Think about it. If you valued your time outside of work and what you did inside of your work, you would find a way to set boundaries around the two and you'd be committed to learning how to do that. And if you felt that you could charge enough and you had the confidence in your ability to organise your time and trusted yourself to stay focused and on track, then time and energy and stress wouldn't be part of your equation. At the core, these sorts of beliefs seem to be about backing yourself and believing in yourself and your ability to pull it off. So let's talk about some simple and effective solutions. Knowing that these sorts of beliefs exist, let's talk about how to resolve them. And as I mentioned before, affirmations are great, 
But there are some other things that you can do to actually get to the bottom of things. Now that we've talked about getting to the bottom of things of what those beliefs are behind the time and money beliefs, here are some steps that you can take to start busting those beliefs and shifting the way you think. Let's start with self-efficacy. Thinking about any of the negative money or time beliefs that revolve around your ability to do something, your skill or your self-efficacy, is quite actually a simple thing to fix, in my opinion. A good analogy for those sorts of beliefs could be thinking about what it takes to become good at playing the piano. Sure, you could study piles and piles of books and learn the theory and watch YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff, but understanding that and knowing all of that theory and process will never make you a good piano player. You actually have to sit at the piano and play. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) And in the beginning, unless you're a natural at it, you're going to be a bit shit. (laughs) You're going to make some mistakes, you're going to fumble, and it's going to take some time. But if you persist and keep going and keep practicing, you'll become good. And it's exactly the same with coaching or any other skill. You need practice. But practice alone is only half of the equation for building self-efficacy around a skill. The second part of that is to notice and acknowledge your developing skills. And if you're a coach, the easiest way to do this is to write a reflection on how you went after each coaching session and to do that really empathetically without any judgment to write down what went well and what you could do differently next time. Doing this process, writing down by hand with a pen and paper what you need to shift is going to be so valuable for you. It's where you're going to see the tangible shifts in your own professional development. Writing by hand, as you might have heard me mention before, allows your your brain to see what it needs to do using your eyes. It allows you to absorb that learning more deeply. It plugs it into your brain's GPS. So to build self-efficacy and self-esteem, You need to practice your craft, whatever that may be, but you also need to reflect on each session and watch yourself grow. The two critical pieces together will help you to move forward and to recognize your ability. And it will double the rate at which that happens if you do both together. You'll become more accomplished more quickly and because you'll be learning along the way and recognizing your success and achievements. It's a different version of a gratitude journal. If you want to create gratitude in your life, you do a gratitude ritual, right? A practice of being grateful. And similarly, if you want to acknowledge your value and your skills, then recognizing them is going to help you to do that. So anything that you can do to monitor your progress, to reflect on what's working and what's not, to notice where you're improving is really going to help you get there so much faster. So find some practice clients who are ready, willing and able to be coached and start there and then practice and reflect, practice and reflect, practice and reflect. You will get better and from there will come your sense of accomplishment and your sense of self-efficacy. So any time or money beliefs that have to do with your skills or ability, start there. Now, what if you have beliefs about that are rooted in self-worth? A simple way to change any 
time or money beliefs that are based in self-worth is to really get clear on your values and the why behind them. Remember that we talked about how you value yourself as a person and your and your ability to do things. And we talked about boundaries as well. So start by getting clear on your values. What's important to you and why? What do you stand for? Figure out what you stand for and what's most important to you in life. And this could include some of the reflection work that you mentioned that we mentioned earlier, reflecting on your practice and recognizing the value that you offer through coaching by seeing the results that that creates in your clients. It could be through reading testimonials that you get, noticing the shifts that your clients are having and seeing their aha moments. But in your own life, in your personal life as well, it's understanding what you stand for. If you weren't judged or criticized, what would you speak out about? What's important to you? Maybe fairness is important to you. Maybe health is important to you. Maybe community is important to you. Maybe achievement is important to you. Think about all the things that you value in life personally. Think about all the things that you would do if you had unlimited time and money. Where would you put your energy? That's going to give you some clues as to where your values are. And you can also Google values lists list of values. If you look that up, you'll find a whole bunch of them and you can take a look at that and see what leaps out at you. I'm going to be publishing some stuff on that soon, but for now, do some Google searching. Then once you've figured out maybe half a dozen of your personal values, either related to who you are as a person, but also in the work that you do and the value of that offering or it's in your craft generally, you need to start a practice of of upholding those values and standing by the value of what you do and who you are every day in your life and in your business. So how do you do that? How do you uphold your values? Well, you're going to need to start setting and maintaining some boundaries. That is to say you can only maintain boundaries when you know what is important to you. If you feel a little comfortable, at, uncomfortable at first that you have to say to people, no, sorry, I'm not available on weekends, that's what you're going to have to do. If you value your time with family and friends on weekends, then there's no work and there's a boundary there, for example. And that might feel a little bit uncomfortable and you might feel squeamish if someone says, oh, I can't afford your program that you're selling. And you say, well, that's the price for the program. I can do a payment option or an upfront payment and those are my two options. That might feel a little bit for you. And that's okay. It's because you haven't done it before. It'll get easier. It might feel at first like you're rejecting the other person or maybe being unfair or letting them down. But what you're doing is actually sending a message that says, for the right person, I offer value. I'm worth it and I can truly help them and this is what it costs. If you can shift this around and start standing up for yourself and your values and what you believe in and setting boundaries around them, you're going to start attracting clients who are prepared to pay because they will be drawn to your confidence and energy and sense of self-worth. And I think if there are any time or money blocks that come up, they're probably going to come down to a few things, but I reckon mainly it's going to be around self-efficacy and self-worth 
And there are some simple things you can do right now to start busting through those barriers and creating the business and the life that you want, irrespective of time and money. Okay, that's it for me for this episode. And there will be more. (laughs) I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.